guys good there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to gain baseball analogies today. I don't think anybody can score that much. Hey, Jim, I don't know if you saw Peter King's thing about uh, he was with the Saints, I guess, Saturday night, and Sean Payton's message was they were going to target Sidney early that they didn't think he would hold up, and he didn't hold up. Uh, how does that – what's your take on that? How do you uh, feel about that? Well, I think that's something that – that probably doesn't get reported a lot because reporters don't get embedded with um, offensive, and defensive, and special team staffs. But I think, yeah, yeah, I think that um, I think it's I, that's stuff that goes on all the time. You know, we talk about um, you know having different guys that we want to isolate in pass protection or different guys in coverage, maybe that are coming off an injury. Um, you know, a tight end coming off an injury, they're going to use this guy to block, but probably not to um, to receive. I think it's probably a little bit overblown um, because it just goes on all the time. You know, they tested a guy that was coming back from an injury, I think. I mean, I, that, that's, really, that's really not a surprise to, you know. Uh, to hold up? Well, in that game, he, he didn't hold up. I mean, I can't speak on um, anything more than that game. Played some good football for us early in the year. Got his hamstring. Um, tried to come back and be available for his team. It didn't work out. What's the most disappointing thing about Sunday to you? The run game. Uh, we knew we were going to have challenges in coverage. We knew it was tough to get turnovers. We knew it was tough to, um, to get sacks. Um, but we put ourselves um, scheme-wise in position to stop the run, and we didn't get that done for a second week in a row. I think that's uh, that's the most disappointing thing that comes that came out of it. With the ends getting too far upfield and they're attacking those guys. Yeah, you know, I think that anytime you talk about the run game, you you have to talk about all three levels. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know there was there were some that you can attribute to D line techniques. There were some you can attribute to linebacker techniques. There's some you can attribute to missed tackles, and we had one. I mean, it was it was a it was a difficult situation, but we had one where we had some guys get on the field that didn't communicate, and all of a sudden we just let a guy walk into the end zone when we should have a guy sitting right there. Now, again, sometimes you miss tackles, but we shouldn't have those miscommunications and just you know let guys walk in on us. So, I mean, you certainly can't blame that one on the defensive line, and when you miss a tackle, you can't blame it on the defensive line, but there's some other ones that we can play our techniques a little bit better. You know, and I've said this plenty of times, run, run game is something that employs all three levels. It's not just about the front seven. Um, just like coverage isn't about, uh, you, know, the back, um, you know, the back seven. Um, but that was, that was probably the thing I was most disappointed with. When Jordan Hicks does Nigel go back to the role he played last season? Um, yeah, you'll probably see him in some similar roles. Um, you know, and, and if he's not able to go, We'll, uh, you know, we'll sort of cover it up with a couple different guys, probably similar to where we did in the opener. You know, Nate Gary's a uh, guy that we trust, um, has played some good football for us, particularly in the opener. And he's had some challenges with injuries and stuff like that, but he's back. And, um, you know, we'll probably get him a role. Um, you know, Camus, um, Leroy, we have a lot of different guys that, that filled roles when Nigel was out in the opener, and uh, we're going to need them. And in Nigel's case, he had such a good year last year. What kind of seasons have you had in this year? Um, four and six. Yeah, you know, injuries are a funny thing. You know, I mean, 
you can never plan for them. You have to uh, you have to react to them, and sometimes they go in strings like that. I had a year in Tennessee that late in the season, I think we had two defensive starters left out of eleven. Um, you know, those are challenging situations, but you know, I mean, you, you don't you don't get any uh, you don't get any. They don't start you with extra points in the beginning of the game, and you don't get any gold stars for performing. Um, you know, with with fill-in players or backup players, just like you don't get any. You know, nobody grades you on a curve if you stay 100% healthy. Um, it just is what it is. It can be challenging at times, but um, that's our job. How worried Tim handled all of those injuries? Four and six. Um, I mean, you just you just have to handle it as it as it comes up. Every case is a little bit different. You know, some guys that might not have been here, um, you know, like uh, like Cravon, um, new on campus. Um, other guys like uh, Bosby been around for two years. Um, other guys like Sully or you know rookies that um, you know it was really their first chance of playing. Really, Cowboys fourth quarter and the, and then that's so everyone's everyone's a little bit different. Um, you know, you just have to every week just sort of take what you have and try to find out the best way you think you can uh, you can perform and win that game, and that's our challenge. We didn't do a good enough job against that against the Saints. I mean, in any fashion. Have we seen scoring? Communication uh, is that the most difficult part when you have so many moving parts on the back end? I mean, Chandon. I think at the end of the game, Chandon got brought up October 25th. He was the longest tenured cornerback on the roster. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think you add it all together. Um, communication can be a little challenging. I mean, there, there is something to all of that training camp practice and all the off-season practice and the practice we do during the week. There's so many calls that we make, and you guys probably aren't privy to it. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things, calls that you make when you're an offensive lineman based on a front or when you're a secondary um, player based on a formation. And coaches, you have those layers. Okay, hey, we're going to make this call versus this formation that gives us this adjustment. In real life, that call doesn't get made very often because you get tempo, you get guys on the ball, and you just have to have unspoken communication because everybody knows, well, yeah, um, you know, th that's that's what that is. I had a player one time, and this is way, this is way off uh, limit, but like in the middle of the game, forgot the, uh, forgot the call and said, hey, alert that, which I'm going to call it right there. And everybody was like, yeah, okay. I mean, they they all just they all just sort of knew, you know, what the what the situation was. But um, I mean, there, there's no excuses in that. I mean, communication is part of football, just like tackling and blocking, and uh, that's something that um, you know we we have to be able to perform and we have to be able to get accomplished during the game. Do you have a follow? With scoring at, at an all-time rate, last night being a perfect example, is that changing the way? You guys have to like just do things differently now on defense to to um, adapt to the fact that every time some of these top offenses get on the field, there's an opportunity that they're going to quick strike and score every time they touch the ball. Um, I don't know the answer to that because every game's different. I mean, you know, look at uh, last year um, when we had a playoff run. Um, we had a fairly low-scoring defensive struggle in the Falcons game. And then came back two weeks later or three weeks later, whatever it was, and had a shootout in the Super Bowl. 
So I think you just need to be prepared. I think, I think every game's a little bit different, and, and I would certainly classify the uh, Falcons as a high-scoring offense. I mean, they've traditionally been over the last three years and had a lot of weapons. That was just the way that game sort of went, and we were able to win a fairly low-scoring defensive battle, and then next week, or next week, everything sort of hit on all cylinders, and then the next week um, after that, it was, it was tough to stop anybody on offense or on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, so I don't think I don't think it's a, a trend that's going to be every single game, but there are some games that um, that are going to be that way. In what ways are the uh, the struggles on offense impacting you guys? Oh, we have plenty and plenty to worry about on defense, and and I think our biggest thing is is uh, controlling the run game, and if we can do that, then that can go a long way to solving a lot of our problems on defense. <laughs> Well, in this game, I think there, there's a big difference between pressure and sacking the quarterback. And if you're asking to get a half a dozen sacks against Drew Brees, that's probably not going to happen. It hasn't. It hasn't happened. It's, he's very, very tough to um, sack. Probably one of our best um, packages in that last game was a three-man pass rush. And you know me. I mean, I back on rather eat a lot of vegetables than go to a three-man pass rush. I mean, that's bad medicine. But it was necessary in that game. And, that, and the few stops that we got, um, you know, those were, those were uh, three-man pass rush. And it's hard to ask, you know, those guys. You, you're getting chipped on one side, um, and then another guy's getting doubled, another guy's getting doubled. But that's what we had to do coverage-wise um, to go. Our guys aren't selfish that way. They know that the key is getting stops um, however you're doing it. Um, you know, we, we need we need why, to get we need to get more stops. Well, we just talked about our secondary a little while before that, and you know the passing game and everything else. And, and we didn't blitz a ton in that game, um, but the times we did blitz, we had the blitzes were I guess you'd say successful in getting free guys, but the ball was gone before the blitzer could even uh, could even get there. The ball was coming out. So you could you could bring you could bring seven or you could bring three and the ball was coming out pretty much around the same time. Yeah, so. There was an early third down. Um, it seemed like the linebackers got too deep behind the sticks. Thomas caught it underneath and had all had a lot of room to get the first down there. What could have been done differently to stop that? Typically, yeah, I mean there was a guy there was a guy behind the linebackers and if the linebackers had been up on that, then you would have been saying how come the linebackers well, were jumping up. Yeah, I mean, well, we'd, we'd like to stop them all, but... Um, so the technique wasn't the issue? Execution wasn't the issue there? No, I mean, we got to break a little bit faster, but it's it's close to the sticks. I mean, that's sort of the price. I mean, we didn't play a ton of zone in, the, in that game for a lot of that reason. Um, you know, they were extremely efficient against zone. We played a lot more man than we've played since I've been here. And one of the reasons is is um, is he's so good at taking what the defense gives, and they're they're such good run after the catch guys that um, that made plays like that difficult. But uh, that was, I mean, that's easy to see on film with those guys with uh, with home. When you have so many guys who haven't played a lot of football and they're out there against the Hall of Famer during the game, after the game, is there anything you guys do? Uh, to, do you worry about their confidence? Do you worry about? I mean, they're they're in a really difficult situation. And after the game, during the week, what do you, what do you say to them to kind of keep them up? Uh, you don't need to. This is the, this is the NFL. Everybody's competitive, and um, you know we're a, we're a pay to perform league. And it doesn't matter if you're brought up from the practice squad or you're a returning Pro Bowl player. Everybody's 
in the same boat. Those guys are resilient. They're competitive. Um, we don't need to. Uh, we don't need to pat anybody on the back or rub anybody's shoulders. You mentioned Tempo earlier. Is there any uh, substitute for experience then? You know, when you're dealing with all these new guys and. Um, yeah, I think everybody's a little bit different, um, you know, and, and just where they come from with experience. Um, you know, Avante, I'll, I'll give you an example, and, that, and that, that, was a, that was another one that really hurt us. Avante going out on our corner situation was well documented, but Avante at the safety has played really good football for us, and just thinking back to our earlier game against the Giants, his ability to go in that game, play safety, and nickel was huge in, in getting us to win. But, um, you know, he's a guy that uh, is, is a really quick communicator, a really quick thinker that maybe not need as many reps as, as some other guys. Um, you know, so experience, experience is, is different across the board. You get better with just about everything you do when it comes to experience. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys have some articles you wrote when you were first starting out that you look at now and you're like, damn, I, I could have done a little bit better than that. And I think players are no different. Coaches are no different. Um, but everybody's everybody's a little bit different, and the challenges of the offense are a little bit different. The, the Saints run a lot of different personnel packages in and out of Wildcat, a lot of different layers to communicate, a lot of different tempos coming out of the huddle, um, a lot of different substitutions. There were some late substitutions that um, you know try to cut you off of your defensive communication. So it was a, it was a little bit more challenging for those guys. But again, um, there, there's. I mean, that, that's part of the NFL. It's something we have to deal with. How do you feel about balancing uh, calling the game you normally like to call it the way you like to call it versus helping a position group that is inexperienced and, and might need more help? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean I'd, I'd probably like to, to blitz eight guys on every play, but just know what's best for the defense and how to best manage the game. You know that's probably not the best course of action. Every every game's different. It's it's really hard to to put that in any kind of a neat little package. Um, every game you're managing something, you know. You're managing a guy being out. You're managing a, a tough matchup. You're managing you're managing, um, you know, uh, a, a, the the way the offense is playing or the way special teams are playing. Everyone is is different when it comes to how you're trying to get stops and how you're trying to how you're trying to play the game. In regards to the linebacker position, um, they haven't really seen any big plays and turnovers. And I know they mentioned previously that you don't want to chase turnovers too much about big plays. But the nature of the position is that they're around the ball a lot. Do you view that position sort of as a as a playmaker type of position? Yeah, you know, the, the, when I speak for turnovers, I, I think it all goes together. And, and again, I, I'm speaking because I'm watching a lot of Giants right now. And uh, I think second play of that game, Jordan tipped the ball. Kamu intercepted it. Um, you know, Kamu had his hands on the ball um, with, a, with a little soft cast on his thumb, but had his hands on the ball a couple weeks ago with a chance to, to go convert. I think you got to let those plays come to you. I think that's sort of where we are defensively also. You guys know I always talk about you know points allowed and uh, and then turnovers, and um, you know obviously last game we weren't uh, we weren't good on either of those. Um, I did think we had a couple chances to make some interceptions in that game. We just didn't make the play. There was there was a couple times where you know when the ball was thrown based on the coverage it was like okay this one's going. I'm not talking about the linebackers, but there were a couple times that we we had a chance to get stops and um, or get 
takeaways and didn't really happen for us. Linebackers, uh, as thin as you got in the back, on the backside and having trouble with the run game, did you consider doing more base or did Drew Brees just take that thought right out of your head? Oh, no. I mean, yeah, you try to play base against, um, against some of the three. I mean, and Kamar is a wide receiver. So a lot of times there was like five wide receivers on the field. Um, that's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup for base unless you're just playing spot drop zone. And um, I don't know if that's a great uh, if that's a if it's a great long term strategy um, against their offense either. Um, you know, since we played them last, they had a bye, and then they've come back with a couple wins. Um, they're leaning more, and we probably we probably opened this box, but they're leaning more on Barkley. Um, you know, not only not only catching the ball, which he was early in the season, but uh, but running the ball and really pounding it on inside runs. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest difference. Um, you know, they got Ingram back, but even even getting him back, they've still gotten a lot of just two back sets, two tight end sets, and um, and tried to be a little bit more of a, a power running team. And you know, quite honestly, that's what I would do against us right now. So uh, we're going to have to be ready for it. All right. Thanks, guys.